From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 209. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined as always by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, buddy. Good. How are you? <laughs> so you're going to be working on your uh, your English accent, uh, the proper English, our English, the American English accent uh, this week at WWDC. So we're recording this a little bit early, right? So I, I just want I like people to know that. So we're not like sneaking something in and don't say something weird about, you know, this week or last week because it's going to happen. So we're recording this episode a week ahead of time because Mike will be in lovely San Francisco. Yep. So if I don't know if Notco has been bought out by Filofax or something, mm. then uh, mm. we're not going to be able to report on it on this episode. Yes, we're in discussions right now. Oh yeah, how's that going? <laughs> it's going well. It's good. <laughs> Just kidding. Me and me and Jeff are going to be looking for flats in uh, in London here pretty soon. I don't know where Filofax is based. Are they based in in England? Uh, probably. Or owned by some conglomerate. I expect that's the case. There's no Notco purchase rumors. We're just having fun. But there are Notco rumors. I see Mike uh, has graciously <laughs> added to the show notes here because I never do. Yeah, it but, ain't a rumor when you talk about it openly. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it more on today's show. That's true. That's true. But um, you're getting ready to travel. Mm-hmm. And in your podcast player of choice, there's a new podcast you should check out. And that's from our good friend friend of the pen addict podcast Anna Reinert has started up her own podcast called finally Posse. Finally, finally which is uh she's she's been wanting to do this for probably over a year just something in general I've uh, been wanting to uh, get into the podcasting and do her own thing um so she has started a podcast um it's called art supply Posse um and her and uh, her good friend Heather Rivard who uh I've uh, I think I follow her on Twitter. I know she follows me. We've talked on on Twitter before. Actually, we talked about why isn't there an, an art supply podcast? And mm-hmm. they made it happen, Mike. And it's wonderful. So they did they did the pilot episode, episode zero, um, and episode one is let's talk about sketchbooks, baby. So they're talking about art supplies, um, how to use them. You know what's the good stuff, what's the bad stuff. It's uh it's fantastic. So ha- have you had a chance to check this out, or do you have this queued up, or are you gonna? just ignore it completely i have this purposely saved to listen to yeah. on my trip i thought that i thought that might be the case so perfect so i i won't spoil anything for you but uh it's wonderful um i was listening i listened to episode zero when it came out a couple days ago and then i listened to episode one yesterday when i was driving to knock from my house and it's summertime here the kids are out of school uh, my wife was working yesterday so the kids had to come with me to knock um put them to work so we we broke some probably labor laws that that's okay don't tell anybody. So I was listening to episode 1 in the car and my daughter thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean I thoroughly enjoyed it as well, but I didn't even know she was paying attention, but she said two things that uh Anna can take to heart here uh why her podcast is so great is number 1 Elizabeth asked when are they going to talk about markers? So she's like already ready. <laughs> right (laughs) she's ready for the ready for the markers episode when are they going to talk about markers was the first thing she asked me and when this episode ended she said daddy can we hear the next one and i was like oh baby this is the first one there is no next one yet they just started it i don't have a bunch i can listen to so she was already ready for the next one she enjoyed 
hearing uh, Anna and Heather so much um, talk about all these fun art supplies that uh, that she uses and gets into. So you have the Elizabeth seal of approval. You have the pen addict seal of approval. And uh, I don't know much what much more you could want than that, right? Exactly. I mean, it's not even so much your seal of approval that's important in all honesty. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm worthless pretty much. That's like, uh, yeah, as long as Elizabeth's happy, um, everyone's happy. Um, there's more truth in that than you know. <laughs> but yes, please check out Anna's podcast and Heather's podcast, Art Supply Posse. You can get it at artsupplyposse.com. It's fantastic. It jumps to the top of the list of the podcasts I listen to. And uh, congratulations. Yes, indeed. Make sure you go subscribe. Everybody here should go and check it out because we all love Anna. Um, so something I came across which I thought was quite fun. Do you remember we did the Retro 51 giveaway a few weeks ago? Do I ever? One of the winners, Alina, uh, she won the uh, Dr. Gray pen, mm-hmm. the, the the skeleton mm-hmm. one. Um, she posted on Instagram like a little uh, picture of it and, and sort of thanked us. And I was completely drawn in by the photo on Instagram because it's beautiful and it's like all set really nicely. And I was talking about last week of Adam and his great photography. I just thought this was amazing. So I went and looked at Alina's uh, Instagram profile and everything here is just stunning. And I just wanted to give her a shout out and think that people should just go and follow her Instagram along with like the other 50,000 people that do for good reason, yeah. because she is totally in this camp and, her stuff is amazing. The colors that she uses, her handwriting is so cool. Her drawing is fantastic. Uh, I just think this is a fantastic Instagram account that I've now come across through what I think is quite a beautiful circumstance. Yeah, so I, I think I'd been following her for a little while, not too long, um, because I recognized the name. And then this is funny. I didn't know you had put this in the show notes um, until just before we started this episode because Jeff and I were looking at this account yesterday because she had tagged Knock in a photo of one of the lookouts that she had photographed. And I was like, Jeff, check out this account. I was like showing off it to him. Look how cool her her pictures and, and style is. Um, she does a really good job. And uh, yeah, and congratulations on, on winning the uh, Retro 51, the Dr. Gray. Mine's stuck somewhere in the postal service. I got one of the... Uh... Uh, tiger sharks yeah that's pretty cool but it will be here maybe by the time this show goes out i would have had it maybe maybe and uh mine my dr gray is is been sitting on my desk for like a good week week and a half i think i might do a giveaway for that pin what a beauty it's a cool pin yeah beauty totally all right you (laughs) now come on playing your games as you love to do and uh, I won't accept it any other way. I know you're playing games. You have mm-hmm. some kind of new little club that you're a part of as well, right? In Atlanta, there's like an Atlanta pen club or something. Well, yeah, we have a um, Atlanta stationary lunch bunch. So there's a bunch okay. of us um, in Atlanta that actually got met up through the Slack channel um, that are into all these things. And I know some of them are in the chat room this morning. And, uh, you know, there's a handful of us that um, meet up for lunch once a month, we just try to get together, go pick somewhere new for lunch, meet up, bring our pens and paper and whatever, and just really just hang out. You know, no official thing, but just go grab a bite to eat with your with your stationary friends in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, we did this this past Monday, and Jeff and I had been monkeying around in the shop um, in the afternoons, kind of once we get everything, you know, kind of done and shipped for the day. 
and, you know, we're getting ready to just like, you know, make some standard stuff. We take breaks sometimes when we get ideas in our head that we've sketched down on a piece of paper. And Jeff and I have always wanted like a little briefcase type tote. Um, it's basically like a mini briefcase. So we had some time a couple of weeks ago to sketch out a pattern, talk out about what we want, talk about what it needed. Um, and then Jeff threw down the fabric on the floor, grabbed the chalk and the ruler and started cutting patterns. So our idea was to make a, basically an A4 size carrier, like a case to carry an A4 size pad. And we both enjoyed the look of the briefcase style, just the simple folio, large folio style with a briefcase handle. So we wanted to make something simple around that. So we chopped up a couple patterns. Um, Jeff sewed together a couple of samples, figured out where we made some mistakes. You know, this is how kind of how we test out products, um, you know, when we're prototyping stuff. And, you know, we did that. We said, okay, let's change this. Let's change that. Then the next day comes and the next afternoon, you know, after like, you know, Jeff's taking a break from the regular sewing, he, he sends me a picture. He says, I think I got it. And this, I tell, I talk about this all the time. This is how it happens. This is how Jeff works. He's, you know, we took the feedback, our own feedback from that first case that we were just playing around with and saw what was good, what was bad, kept all the good stuff, fixed all the bad stuff. Jeff goes, I think I got it. Sent me a picture and I was going to be in the office the next day. And it's like, it's like, this is the one you're going to start carrying to see if it's any good. And it's really good. So like the case, it looks like a briefcase you know, when you're carrying it, but it's very thin. So the back, the large A4 size pocket fits my 13 inch MacBook Pro and an A4 size pad. So that's what I've been carrying in it. You know, it'll fit things like iPads and other tablets. Um, then the front of it has a zipper and it's just a straight pouch in the front. But what we're doing is including an A5 case inside that pouch. So it's basically two cases in the, it's like a set. So inside the front zipper pouch will be an A5 case, which is actually in this picture. A bag in a bag. It's essentially, it's a bag in a bag in a bag. Um, it's definitely, we'll call it the Inception or something like that. I don't know. Um, it doesn't have a name yet because it's way too early for that. Um, so the A5 carries like an A5 notebook and it's got two internal pockets in that. So you can put some smaller items like pens and, you know, I have power cords and things like that. I mean, you know, I love our stuff and I like to brag on it. This is, it's pretty darn cool. So this is just something we, you know, it's hard not to share this stuff when we make cool stuff, but it's also kind of unfair because we, maybe this product never exists. You know, I, I don't think that's going to be the case, but you know, I think we'll, we'll eventually make this product, but you know, we don't have answers yet, but we also want to share like the cool stuff that we do and you know, I think that's that's fun to do. And, you know, our customers like seeing it. And, um, you know, we like to dream on a few things. And, um, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, well, if you're doing this, where's the folio? Right. Because we're mm -hmm. done with we're done with the folio. Like as far as patterning and prototyping, um, everything's set for that. So the question is, well, you're teasing this now. Where's the folio that you've been teasing for so long? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're going to make it. We need a partner to make that with because we're going to sell so many of them and they're kind of complex and, you know, it's just kind of a big production 
and what we've been working on in the past couple months. I know we keep saying we're going to talk about that, Mike, on the show. So I think maybe in like whenever the last like the last podcast of this month, we'll be able to like talk about really what's been going on at Knock and what are the things that we're doing, you know, and where's the folio and are you adding new colors and things like that. We'll be able to elaborate that on more. But I don't have a date for the folio. I sure don't have a date for the this briefcase. But those are things we want to do. We plan on doing. We don't have an ETA on them because we need to make Sinclairs and Brass Towns and Lookouts and everything that we make now that everyone wants to buy. So those are the things we're working on. We like prototyping. We like playing around. We like sharing fun stuff. Um, we're going to continue to do so. And hopefully... You know, we'll be able to get these things to a point where we can make them and sell them to everybody. You know, that's certainly the goal. So it's uh, if we do this, this, this briefcase, it will be like a blue label item, uh, which will be a limited run. Um, You know, we don't know when, where, what there's no details on it. But like the folio would be like a standard product I think we would offer. So two separate products. And then uh, we'll just see how this briefcase goes uh, separately from that. So. You'll see me carrying it around. Uh, I, I brought it to lunch the other day. Everyone really enjoyed it. They liked the setup. I'm real happy with the setup of it, and we will see what we do. I know that this stuff takes a long time. Yeah. I understand all of that, but you're still the worst. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not fair. We, we're admittedly the worst. But I get it because you're excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, it, it helps to get feedback or other people excited about it, right? Yep. And they, they ask questions what it's about and they say something that, you know, maybe we've overlooked, you know, um, it takes a long time for us to bring a product to, to market, right? Because we make everything, um, you know, here in the U S you know, like Tony says, just outsource it to China, like a good American company, you know, we've had those opportunities several times and we're just not going to do it. But that honestly, that slows our role quite a bit you know right it's just um it's a hard hard we're in a tough business you know as far as like time goes right this is not a fast product to make right so you know those are things we're working on so we're doing a really really good job right now props to us uh, but with with the things that are going on um that i'll be able to share in a couple weeks we're doing it we're in as good a place with like inventory stuff for things that people want right now at as we've been this year i would say good but it comes at a cost right the of i can't produce i can't do that and make the folio right so that's the things we're trying to figure out next so it's all all in good time it's not a fast paced industry unfortunately um it's not a digital good we can crank out um it's not a widget i can make a thousand of um in eight hours and have that timed and things like that and um it's not something we're gonna send to china so, you know, we're kind of, um, you know, playing, playing the hand that we're dealt and um, it's working very well and we would like it to go faster. And, um, you know, maybe one of these days it will. So we'll see. Man, I, and I, I, want, I want all this stuff. Just, you know, <laughs> fix, fix it. I've said it from the beginning that we make stuff we want to use, right? Yep. We're not making, we're making this because I want to use it. And, um, that, and I want to share it because I think it's cool and I want to use it because I think it's cool. So hopefully other people think it's cool too. And, uh, I, I can't help but tease it from now and then. 
Yeah, I've got to say that this kind of idea of a bag type thing, a briefcase, is more exciting to me than a folio. Yeah. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Completely different style of carry. And like this could be my uh, only like little bag to use, like a day bag, like back and forth to the office. It's perfect. Yep. It's really, really good. I'm very happy with this. I'm sure everyone else will be if they ever get it. Uh, what have we got <laughs> next uh, up on the docket here, sir? We have some follow-up um, from, I forget which episode. It was a couple days, a couple episodes ago. It was recent. I think it was um, the last episode, actually, 207, where we had some Ask TPA. And people were, someone was looking for a Hobonichi alternative that had kind of a weekly layout. And we'll put this link in the show notes. I got a couple email uh, emails on this and this one had um, a thorough amount of options from a couple of notebooks that I haven't used one of them is called the is it the Stayology notebook I think no, um, no idea. yeah so it has um, these monthly and weekly type of options that you yeah Stayology 365 days notebook so there's just some different shapes some different formats um, and then there's, um, you know, some different styles to look at and yeah. So the Stayology 365 days, I've heard of them and it seems like someone's reviewed them and I can't remember who, but, um, it looks like a good option. The paper's fountain pen friendly. Um, according to Michael, who sent this in to us, did I get that name right? Yep. Yes, Michael. So Michael, thank you for sending in that feedback. I think the best thing to do, it's such a good email that I copied it off. We'll save it so we can link it. Um, so you can see all the links um, into this product, but it looks pretty cool. Um, it's made uh, made in Japan, where all the good stationery is made, apparently, except at Knock uh, here in the U.S. Naturally. That's where the awesomeness is made. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. this looks like a good alternative. And actually, um, I think this was reviewed on Unroyal Warrant. Uh, now that I'm looking at it, it looks familiar, so I'll have to look at it from there. So anyway, check that out um, for whoever was looking for other. Hobonichi alternatives, that seems to be a very, very good choice. I'll put the link to the Umbroil Warrant review in the show notes too, if you want to get okay. that. I was actually right for a change? You were completely 100% correct. Look at me. Go me. Alright, this next email is amazing. This is more follow-up. And this is from Ralph. And Ralph lives in Holland. And knowing Mike and I, as <laughs> you do... You might understand where this is going to go. <laughs> so I want to, I'm going to read the beginning of Ralph's email and I asked him if I could share this and he was more than glad for me to share this. So this, this is an email from Ralph. As I was listening to the podcast and every time you and Mike try to pronounce a name from the Ackerman Inc. line, it just breaks me up. <laughs> In one of the earlier podcasts, you told us about, see now, now I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of consciously thinking about these pronunciations and it's going to make Ralph mad because our pronunciations are so bad. So I'm not even going to read that, but he basically says, I didn't even realize you were trying to speak Dutch until you said the store was located in the Hague. <laughs> I think that sums it up, Mike. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so Ralph sent us a one, it's actually a wonderful email, but he was dogging us out pretty good in the beginning, yep. beginning and I can, I can believe, I can accept that. I, I appreciate that type of feedback, Ralph. That's very important. So what Ralph did was we didn't get a pronunciation guide, but what he did was even cooler. I think he gave us the meanings of all the Ackerman inks. Like he, 
has lived in that area the whole time, uh, his whole life, and understands the naming conventions that Ackerman's used. And he went through zero through 30. I think there's, we go through 30? 30 or 31. Yeah, so zero through 30, Ralph took each name and told us about each area or each specific that these inks were named after. And I thought that was just a fantastic thing to do. So we're also going to share this um, in the show notes. So you can go read yeah. about um, Vorhut Violet and where that name came from. Um, Vorhut is a borough in the district city center. The, the Beinhof is located there. One end of the passage ends where the Vorhut begins. So there's this whole list of me butchering the names, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's this whole list, list from Ralph talking about these um and i i just loved it and uh he did a really good job and i i shared this with our with our lunch bunch and they thought it was pretty amazing and they decided mike that we need to get someone to create an ackerman ink soundboard for the show like like the jayabon yeah like the jayabon video mm-hmm. we need a soundboard to where we're at when i say number eight and you can go deep doing water blow <laughs> That would actually be extremely useful. <laughs> so maybe we can, uh, maybe we can um, twist Aziza's arm, or we have a we have a bunch of listeners uh, in the, in the area. So um, I thought that was fantastic, and I got a big kick out of having a Ackerman Inc. Um, soundboard for this. But anyway, we'll share this link. Thank you, Ralph, for putting this all together. Yeah, it's a for sure. really comprehensive list, and uh, thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm happy to know where my ink comes from, number 28. Uh, mm-hmm. Hof, um, whatever, I can't do it, yeah. I can't say it. Well, I know it's Ralph. a green, but it's based yeah. on uh, a borough. So again, it's like they're all, I like that it's named after little areas and stuff. That's real cool. Yes, yes. So this next this next pen, we got linked to us this morning or last night. Yep. Um, one, of, one of Lamy's new pens. I have not seen this, Mike. Nope. Uh, what is What is this pen? This is called the Lamy Screen 2-in-1, um, and it was sent to us uh, at Bureau Direct, which is a UK-based retailer. Um, and basically, this is a ballpoint dual-function pen. Uh, it is also a touchscreen stylus as well. So it, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit amiss at the, uh, the mechanism for this thing. It's like you twist the barrel one way to launch the ball point pen and back the other way for the stylus like the little round ball pops out of the top mm. of it i assume it's, it's difficult to kind of work it out from the pictures um i i hate these pens like these, <laughs> these like stylus pens uh i have absolutely yeah. no love for them yeah that's why i wanted to put it in here because i saw it and i was like okay this is cool it looks totally like lamy i'm exactly like you i don't understand the mechanism because a normal twist pen is going to twist out the from the tip side of the pen. This has the pen in the tip, but the stylus also retracts from the end of the pen, right? So there's like the dual mechanism is out the front and out the back at depending on which direction you're going, I guess, because the stylus retracts, which I, they don't show a shot of the end of the pen. If the stylus retracts and it's not covered, there's no point in having it retract, I don't think, because there would just be a hole up there, which is kind of a weird design. Just have the stylus out the whole time if you're going to use this. Yeah. Um, can you have the stylus and the pen out at the same time? Um, in the picture with the stylus actually um, in place, the pen tip is retracted. So 
this is a really pointless kind of pen, but I thought it was interesting because I'm not sure how it works and why you would want it that way. I assume it's like a double turn, right? You turn it to the left and the ballpoint comes out and then you turn right. it right, everything's in and you turn it right again and the stylus right. is out is what I would assume how this works. But like, I just have no love for these yeah. types of styluses and I have even yeah. less love for them when they're on the back of pens. Yeah, and I'm just wondering why Lamy's number one doing this and why now? Because I think it's pretty clear that this is not a thing that's going to do well. Yeah. Um, everyone's tried it. No one's stuck with it. They're available. These pens are and available. Apple nailed it by making something completely different that only they can make. Right. And people use that use styluses generally have to have a specific stylus. They don't have a combo tool. Um, it's generally specifically stylus only, um, which, you know, I enjoy using a stylus from time to time, but it's just a stylus. It's never a combo pen. I never need both of those things. So this is a weird little pen. I don't know how well it's going to do. Maybe I'll get one to review um, just to see more about the mechanism. Um, and I'm sure it's going to work completely fine. It's not overly expensive, um, 17 pounds. And, you know, Lamy, it's it's going to be good quality. You know, like I enjoy using my Pico. I actually have been using my white Pico and I just got like the flame orange one I'm going to review soon, which is really, really cool. But, you know, it's not necessarily a pen for everybody. And I would certainly choose the Pico over this type of pen. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there because it was kind of new. Um, we're still waiting on Lamy to give us news on the Lamy 2000 limited edition that's going to happen this year. Um, but instead we get the, uh, the Lamy screen two in one. So there's that. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. It is time to stop compromising on your shave and get started with Harry's right now. If you haven't yet made the switch, I bet that you've been paying far too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a lower quality razor. Don't do this. Harry's offers something you've never had before. A great shave at a fair price. It's simple. Get the best of both worlds with Harry's. They make their own blades. This is what allows them to do this. They can keep the cost down and keep the quality up because they make these fantastic German-engineered five-blade cartridges. They're going to give you a close, comfortable shave without cuts or razor burn. Harry's guarantee their quality. You'll get a full refund if you're not happy. This is just one of the reasons why over one million people have switched to Harry's. Harry's offers their high-quality shave at about half the price of other big brand blades. On average, an everyday shaver who use Harry's products will get $150 a year in savings. That is how much you will be saving, which is amazing. You won't be wrestling to try and get blades from outside of plexiglass cases anymore either. You'll be able to check out online in just 30 seconds, and they'll be shipped to you for free. They have a great deal on their starter set. It's called the Truman, and just for $15, you'll get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Trust me, this is good stuff. It smells good. It looks good. It feels good. Me and Brad have spoken about Harry so many times because we genuinely love the products that they make. They have great design sensibilities they make great gifts you know as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago for the father's day stuff they make great gifts anytime for a, for a person in your life who is looking to get a great shave it's time to stop overpaying for that great shave that you're looking for go to harrys.com and you'll get five dollars off if you use the coupon code penaddict with your first purchase that's h-a-r-r-y-s.com coupon code penaddict at checkout for a special five dollars off. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. So did you see what our friends at Twisby are up to, Mike? You know what? I didn't. And this you put this link in here 
um, after I looked at the show document this morning. So this is the first time that I've seen whatever it is you've got here. Yeah, so I keep meaning to put this in. It came through my Twitter feed or Facebook. Like I, I follow them on Facebook, but I'm not in there looking at it all the time. I'm uh, kind of popping in out of Facebook, um, but I never spend too much time in there. So I it just scrolled by my feed and I never saw it. Until someone, uh, I think, I don't know if I got tagged in it or whatever, but they're re, okay, they're not redoing the orange color, but they say due to popular demand, it's coming back with a slightly different shade of orange, the 580 AL Lava. I don't know what they're doing here. I think they're losing their effing minds um, because all they're doing now is, is, pumping out different colors of the stuff they do and that's fine but and like i was talking last week with adam you know i have all these safaris that i enjoy picking off the different colors but these i don't because there's not that much difference between them um there's just the aluminum um is anodized a different color and they're just running through batches of anodizing putting them out as a limited edition then picking the next one they look awesome they're going to sell out immediately. And, you know, I still have, I only own one. I own the original orange one. Um, I've had the blue and green ones to give away to readers of the blog because everyone loves these pens, but it's like, it keeps being the same thing over and over with just a little color change. And the other one I saw was pink. I mean, that's going to fly off the shelves. It's going to sell really well, but I'm ready for something new. Bisbee. Didn't they get um, rid of this for a reason? Get rid of what? The Twisby 580. No, this is the AL. Yeah, but didn't they stop selling it? No. Okay. I thought that they would stop selling the AL. No, this is the good one. This is Mm. the best one that they've done, just like mechanics and mechanics wise. Um, It's a great looking color. It's a reddish orange, other than just like a brighter, lighter orange like I have. Um, And that was one of the first ones that came come out, if not the first uh, color, which is great, you know. I'm happy for Twisby. I I guess I'm just anxious for something new. That's all. You know, they they're you know, they're kind of like us at knock. They <laughs> they tease all the good stuff and then never make it and then just redo the same thing. It kind of sounds familiar. It's like, well, Brad, you can't really complain about them for not doing it because you don't do it yourself, but yeah, maybe so, but it's just like another thing. Um, you know, I don't need 5 ALs in different colors. The Eco clear you know came out a couple weeks ago it's the same eco with the clear barrel it's pretty cool i kind of want it but you know it's just kind of like a recycling thing um i can't really complain too much i guess but um it's just kind of meh i guess i'm kind of over it maybe a little bit i don't know what do you think i want to see some new stuff from them really because the Mm -hmm. al still suffers with a lot of the problems that were fixed in the eco right from a quality perspective i want to see them moving Mm -hmm. more down the eco line and away from their other stuff yeah yeah and you know you know maybe that maybe this is their thing maybe this is uh i i just i think like maybe people with knock and see it the same way as twisby as they actually enjoy the products so they want to keep buying them but they're fans of them, so they want to see something new and different and hot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's some of that same thing that we're going through right now. So maybe that's it. Maybe I shouldn't be too hard on them because I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, love the original orange. I don't need 
reddish orange. Uh, the pink looks awesome. I like the blue and the green better. Uh, and I'm a huge pink fan. I just bought a new pink pen, which we'll talk about when it arrives, oh. um, which is pretty amazing. So pink is um, a good and, color choice to do because you yeah, know, it's it's a, it's a popular color, rightly so. Yeah, yeah, and there's not enough not enough pink pens, and uh, I'm adding to my pink pen collection. Um, I I have made a purchase. I'm just waiting on it to arrive. So that leads us into this next topic, Mike. When am I going to update? top five pins update i'm starting to get the emails i always get the emails about four to six months after my last update i didn't even look at the date of my last update but it's been a while um and the thing that i changed this has been a year or two ago i changed about the top five pins this is like more of a recommendations page not a personal page right so this is the the change that i made but that makes it harder to update it because you have to be really good now. You have, there's the product's got to be exceptional to kind of crack the top five recommended pens. You know, the amount of things I've reviewed is vast, and finding these new things that jump into that list and kick out one of the other top fives. Well, I want it to be. I don't want it to be phony, right? I don't want to switch things in and out just because of how I feel at a certain time. That's kind of how the old list was. You know, it changed on my personal feelings about the pen the recommendation list which is there now don't necessarily change that much so i've got some tweaks and some little things here and there but in the grand scheme the top five pens page is due for an update but it's not going to be a huge update but i should mix in some more personal stuff right i mean people still want to hear about that that's why i try to put some notes in you know what my personal feelings are but it's still a recommendation page yeah i get that now I did go ahead and do my new top five update because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's way easier. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I'm, I'm glad you did because I, I wanted to hear about it. So the Sailor Pro gear remains top of my list. Um, I just think that for the price that that pen is, I think you would be hard-pressed to find something better. They're a couple of hundred dollars, so they're not cheap, uh, but they look fantastic. You can get them in great colors. And those things are just a dream. It, they're just an absolute dream to use. Um, you know, I could talk about the Pro Gear forever. I, I love that pen so much. And That's I don't awesome even pen. need to use it often to know that I love it so much, if that makes sense. Like, I never forget how much I love the Pro Gear. Right. Um, I'm going to be putting in, and this is this tricky one for me because this is currently like my favorite, which is the Pilot M90. But like, I struggled yeah. with putting this on the list because you can't get them. Right. right, that's 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 why I had to change the top five pens list. Look, because like the Pilot Murex is a top five pen for me. That's not what should be necessarily on my top five pens page. Right, there's they're completely different. Yeah. So I don't really hold that distinction so much. I, I don't you know right. use and know as much different. There's different models as you. So I just go with the, like you know I just go with whatever drives me because again that. The M90 is just a joy to use. I use it nearly every day now. Um, this It's just absolutely beautiful, and it's so so fantastic to use, and I love it, and it's just superb. And then, of course, they say it's all, my, my list is a bit of a mixed bag uh, because number three, you know, n never let him go, the Retro 51 Tornado. Uh, this is, without a doubt, like 
you know, we talk about good starter pens, and I think we focus on fountain pens all the time. I, I genuinely think that if you want to, if you think somebody might be interested in pens, get them a Retro 51 Tornado and see how they react. Because mm. it's close enough to pens that they've used in their lives, right? Like, it looks like a regular pen. It has a twist. It has a ballpoint. But it's unlike anything you've ever used before in, in quality, in my opinion. Like the way these things write, the refills that they use. And then you can get all those amazing colors and styles to get one that fits your personality. That's why I love the Tornado. Um, and th- this pen will always remain high in my top five list. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about not every pen's for everybody. And not ev- not the, the Retro 51 Tornado isn't always for everybody. But there's a whole group of people that it's perfect for. And I recommend it to them when they're, you know, I get these emails and you can kind of suss out what they're trying to get at. And I'll say like the Retro 51 sounds like it's going to be a perfect pen for what you need. And almost inevitably, I get the reply email like a month or two down the line. I was like, wow, this is really good. Like that usually is what ends up happening with that pen. So it's very cool. Um, the next up on my list is the Lamy 2000. Uh, this pen, it can be tricky to get a good one, but if you do get a good one, it's amazing. Uh, the mm-hmm. The way this pen feels in the hand, I've never had another pen like it. Like, is it Macrolon? The yes. material that they make this thing out of is kind of, kind of mind blowing. It's like something between metal and plastic. It's very peculiar, um, mm-hmm. and I love it for that. And it's just beautiful. Right, like it's just, it is the most beautiful executive style pen that I have used, and you know I think it's so sleek. It's such a great look. It's weighted so well. I love the little um, what would you call it, like the ink window. It is yeah. an absolutely fantastic, fantastic pen. If you get a good one, mm-hmm. and then last up for me, uh, Pelican M two hundred five, classic design, great size, great pocket pen. Um, and I have a gold nib in mine, and it has always been a dream to use. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple of honorable mentions, though. Of course. So the Sky at Night, as I call it, from the Carolina Pen <laughs> Company, uh, I this is the only pen that I've ever displayed on my desk. And it has its little stand, and it sits there in its little display, and every now and then, if I'm, you know, just doodling i'll pick the thing up with the music nib on it and i'll just throw down gallons of ink onto a page and and just have fun i don't consider this a pen that i will ever really write with it doesn't really make sense for me to write with this i can't take notes with this but it is just something that i absolutely adore using um yeah it's wonderful i know you love that pen that's a cool i really really do love it uh the baron fig squire i'm going to throw in here uh because it uses the fantastic ink refill that retro 51 does but it's also a great looking pen uh it's very mm. nicely weighted it has a great mechanism for a for a first try from baron fig like i just wanted to mention this because it is it's great it's really really great and i'm using it a lot yeah yeah when i drop that in pictures people always want to know what's that pen it, it really kind of stands out it surprising surprisingly good job they did yes. with this um, and then the Twisby Eco I wanted to mention. Twisby is something that's been, you know, that, that brand has been on and off my list for a long time. Um, and I think the Eco is the is a really great pen. And it's, as I said just a moment ago, this is the model that they should be working on more, not the previous models. And they should be adapting from the design and quality that they've worked out with the Eco. 
to push their line yeah. forward. Um, and I think it's a shame that we're not at least seeing anything like the eco or more from the eco line uh, because it is really, if they can expand it out more with color options and stuff like that, I, I genuinely think that in a couple of years it could become the starter fountain pen, like just flat out. But I think they've got a bit yeah. more work they need to go through first. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I didn't put together a personal top five for this, but I can tell you one and two are pretty clear for me right now. It's my Nakaya Portable, which is pretty much locked in at number one. And then that stinking Pilot 823 that I can't stop talking about. I love that darn pen. I think that's probably number two. After that, it kind of gets into, let me look at a few things and decide. The Salo Pro Gear is definitely up there. The Pilot Murex is definitely up there. Pilot Vanishing Point's up there. Um, the Edison Menlo is up there because um, I love that shape. Um, you know, there's a there's quite some competition. The pen type B, which is a non fountain pen, I love that stinking pen. Um, that's up there. So I'm gonna work. I'm gonna do some work on my personal stuff. Um, so maybe when I do the top five pens update, there's the the main page update, and then I'll write a post on my personal personal things because. You know, it wraps in a lot of things into talking about, you know, your current top five because you have to put ink in them. Well, what's your favorite ink? What's your top five ink? And then you have to write on a certain paper. What's your favorite paper? So there's a few things that go into it. So I'm going to get um, I'm going to get active on that and uh, do that here pretty soon. I think you mentioned personal stuff. Uh -huh. Why don't we get personal? Huh? Yeah. Let's get personal. Let, let's do this. This is something I want to talk about. Um, and I don't know where it's going to go, to be quite honest. Um, our friend, Ed Jelly, friend of the show, um, we didn't get to his question um, on a couple episodes ago when we were doing the Ask TPA. It came after we'd already started the show. But he sent us a tweet that said, how do you guys combat burnout? Is, this, is that a thing for either of you? I would love to hear about it. And I thought that was a really good question. And I've had that more, I've had this question actually come up twice from two different people in the past week. And I was like, well, maybe we should talk about this. So I threw it in the show to see if you, show notes, see if you wanted to talk about it. And I thought you're a good person to talk about it too, because we're now both responsible for ourselves in a different way, you know, uh, business-wise than we were a year ago or you a little bit, you know, almost two years ago, right? So how do you handle the stress of your new job do you worry about burning out doing the same thing all the time um you know how is your work life balance structured these days and and how do you handle all these things because I, I do think you know with people who have a presence online even if it's not your job just keeping up with a blog itself is a ton of stress and a ton of work and how do you keep from getting burnt out on that do you have uh, at least some initial thoughts you want to you want to share one of the good things I find for me about burnout is my profession is based around a skill, but I produce many things of, of different themes. So mm -hmm. I am a podcaster, but I create podcasts about everything that I'm interested in, and they're all different. So I didn't even, I never even thought about it that way, but that's absolutely right. Whilst some other people, you know, yourself included, it's good that you have knock because it's an offshoot, but you're maybe, mm -hmm. you know, focus more around a specific thing. 
So, like, if I get bored with the pen industry, if the pen industry starts to upset me in a few years' time, um, and I, you know, and the, we don't want the pen addict to continue anymore, that could go away. <sighs> it's never going to. I mean, look, it ain't happening, right? <laughs> look at our yeah, history. We're not going away. With you. But, like, yeah. it, you know, if I got, if I was fed up with that industry, that's an industry I, and a show I could leave behind without having to change career. Mm hmm. Um, so I think that is something that helps me and it's something that I focus on. And if I start to have a new thing that I really enjoy, um, I look at pursuing this a podcast about these things, right? It's, it's something that I am happy to do and will always do and always have done. And I'm, I think this really has helped me over the years with combating that aspect of it especially considering that i've been podcasting for six years now and, and there are things about it that frustrate me but i'm not at all wanting to change what i do for a living and some of the things that frustrate me as they begin to frustrate me more and more i know i can bring people in to help so you know if i'm fed up of wanting to edit anymore i can get someone to edit for me you know and and i know that i can get help in other areas now because i run this as a business as opposed to just a hobby i think it's easier to get burnt out when it's a, when these things are a hobby um you know i've i've felt that i really have felt that you know years ago when i was you know a couple of years into doing this thing and didn't feel like i was going anywhere that was there were some real feelings of burnout in there right like what do i have to do to try and get people to notice this thing or like what do i have to do to get to the point where i'm able to quit my job because it th that was many many years coming for me so it can be hard but my my feeling is with this stuff is to try and take breaks but that can be difficult if you want to get things out on a schedule so the advice section of this is is difficult like really the mm. only thing that i can say is if you if it is something that you believe in something that you enjoy stick with it and try and offload some of the parts that, that upset you the most um as a way to try and combat the the burnout yes yeah, so i've actually burned out twice i think in the run of pen addict um from the blog perspective and you know, once one time that included the podcast, mm -hmm. it, you know, at the time before it was my full-time job, um, you know, life just gets in the way and there's things that have to give and writing a pin blog at those times years ago was the thing that had to give for me. It was like, I can't keep the schedule and the pace that I'm at, um, and continue to live a happy, healthy life. You know, to have that work-life balance, even though, like I said, the pen addict wasn't my job. Um, and I burnt out, you know, pretty hard the second time when I stopped the podcast and stopped the blog for it was about two or three months, right? I didn't go back and get that show episode. I I don't refuse to listen to that episode um, where I said we were going on a break, um, but I I really don't want to. It's like in the 20s, like 26, 27. It was pretty pretty early on in the run, but it was just like, I have to stop or I'm really going to hate this forever. And the question that was posed to me recently was, how did you come back from that? I was like, you don't try to come back from that. That's not the point. Like I burned out because I did not enjoy doing it anymore. The only reason I came back is because there's something inside me that loves this. And it's not loving 
the products and it's not loving the pens and the paper and the stationery. It's the loving, the people, the community, the sharing, the communication. Those were the things I ended up missing that I came back for, right? I didn't come back because woohoo, I got free pens I can review for somebody. I came back because I missed the people. I missed talking. I missed sharing with other people. I missed helping other people. And I realized, you know, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this and I want to keep doing it. So I figured out a way, you know, those few months off helped on this second break that I took where we stopped the podcast for a little bit. That was the biggest help. You know, just I had things going on in life at that time that were more important than blogging and podcasting about pens. Nowadays, I don't, I'm nowhere, like burnout isn't in my vocabulary at all. Stress is, like I stress to get things done. Um, But I love it so much that the burnout I know is not going to happen because I love doing it. I'm working as hard as ever. The stress levels are high because everything's on me now, right? I have to deliver to, you know, to to be able to allow myself to continue having this for a job. I mean, this is my job now and it's very important to me and I love doing it. Um, so I'm working on that stress. You know, I wrote a big post in the members uh, for the members newsletter for the pen addict. Um, it's called refill. If you're not a member of the pen addict, I, I really hope that you will, you know, I just sign up. I hope you will consider signing up. I decided, you know, recently I have to be more, if I'm doing this for my job, Mike, I have to be more aggressive about saying this. Type yes, of you do. You know, you know, I don't like saying those types of things. Hey, come give me money, right? It's not my style. Um, I told myself about a month ago, I need to change that mentality. If this is my job and it's going to be my job for the rest of my life, I need to change my mentality. So that's one of the, that's in my stress bucket, right? But that's not in my burnout bucket. You've got to, you've got to hustle, man. Right. So I have to hustle more. Um, so I wrote up what I was getting at is I wrote a piece on work-life balance for refill last week and I've kind of hit my stride in that. There's definitely bumps in the road, but I feel real good about what my work-life balance is right now. Um, I'm working as hard as ever. My life is as busy as ever, but I'm able to make those things work in conjunction. You know, yep. that's working for me right now. Um, it, it hasn't always been easy, and that's caused me to stop in the past. And you kind of have to. Um there's at the time when I did stop, there was things more important um, than writing about stationary, which I said a minute ago. So one of the points that you made is, well, can you offload some of this work? Um, and for me, I'm lucky enough to where my blog was successful enough that I could pay guest writers. Yep. So I wanted to keep pumping out at least three reviews a week, sometimes four. There's no way I can do that by myself. So I found a good group of guest writers um, who are actually, I shouldn't even call them guest writers anymore because I pay them. You know, they essentially work for the pen addict. Um, thankfully, you know, they have stuck with me. Jeff and Susan have been with me for years now. Um, they're wonderful. They are so helpful. I way underpay them. Um, and it's, you know, I don't always pay them in money. Sometimes I pay them in products. Sometimes I pay them in money. This is the the behind the scenes look at how the pen addicts run, but I'm lucky. And again, that falls in the stress bucket. My hard work 
has paid off by luck. You know, I get, you know, you make your own luck, I very much believe in. So I do a good job on the blog. I'm able to grow it. I'm able to afford to pay somebody to write content for the blog. That's awesome. That helps a lot. So that's part of the work-life balance thing. You know, um, not everyone's able to do that. So you have to find out what works for you. If you write a blog and you normally post it twice a week, but you're so burnt out right now, you either need to take a break. And I understood what I told, um, it wasn't Ed that I was talking to. I was talking to someone else about it. When I took that second break, Mike, and this was when I was working my regular job and before this pen act was a business, and this was pre-knock as well, I told them I was okay if I never came back. That would have been okay for me. You know, I knew my mentality was it's okay that I'm taking a break. And if that break at the, whenever the, it's an indeterminate end, but when that break ends, do I still want to do this? Is there something pulling me to come back? And if there's not, it's okay if it goes away. I had that mentality. So that just kind of led my head to be clear. I understood that there's a chance that I don't come back at all. So I was okay with that. Fortunately, you know, I came back and all kinds of wonderful things have happened since then. So it was wonderful that I did, but I only did it because I was happy with doing it. I was enjoyed doing the work. Um, I enjoyed the time I spent and I was able to fit it in with the rest of my life. If I couldn't fit it in, what, those four years ago, Mike, we wouldn't be doing this, you know, and that would have been okay. That would have been my decision in life. I would have been okay with it. Um, you know, I'm glad I chose to come back because my life has been made even more wonderful by all the things that have happened since then. Um, but there was certainly some burnout factor going on. You have to step away. You have to get away from it. Um, it at least gives you that clarity to decide, do you miss it and do you want to come back? So, Wise words, my friend. Wise words, yeah. indeed. So. And there's more we could talk about this. I mean, if there is. if y'all want to ask specific, if y'all enjoy this topic, I would love to talk about it more. I'm happy to share things with you guys. If there's specific questions that you want to hear, let us know. Shoot us an email. Um, there's a lot more I could say. I just don't want to keep saying the same things. And if there's specifics you want to know about how we handle certain things, I'm more than happy to answer. I actually I enjoy this, and it's kind of a good respite from talking about. You know, we can talk about the the things we don't normally talk about pens and paper and um but still kind of relates to like this whole scene that we're in so i think it's a great great topic and we can certainly talk about it more if y'all are interested we can indeed but i think we should wrap it there for today yes sir if you want to find our links and show notes for today's episode head on over to relay.fm slash pen addict slash 209 if you want to find brad online you can head on over to penaddict.com and of course knock.co as well for all of his great stuff uh brad is at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m on twitter and he is also uh the uh, the lovely instagram which you should go and follow brad on a pen addict at instagram i am i mike i am y-k-e on both and i want to thank uh, our good friends over at harry's for sponsoring this week's episode and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.